Listening to the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. All our current EMS providers and educators with a combined 30 years' experience. Each month, we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved. Hello and welcome everyone to the uh, Medic Materials Podcast. My name is Mike Turek. I am here with paramedic intern Kelsey, Gerard, and sadly today we are without EMTR and Kelly. Mm. Kelly. 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 <laughs> 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 Who the fuck is Kelly? Kelly. <laughs> wow. That's how much she you know, loves Emily. There you go. I was going to Emily, we hardly knew you. You know, everyone say hello to Kelly. Say hello, Kelly. Say hello, Kelly. Hold on. So, hold on. She's defunct. Hold on. This is actually terrible. Some, somewhat hilariously terrible. So, uh, she did just say uh, when she said, you know, not going to make it, you know, family emergency, have to bail kind of thing. She literally says, just don't give my spot away permanently. And here I am. Right. Like, Kelly's already taken Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Kelly's already here. Wow. Well, for all you thinking about you know, getting into EMS or just starting on your careers, that, that's kind of a... It's kind of a good analogy of what you mean to the people you work for. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say we love you, Emily, but I can't speak for the table now. Yeah, ouch. Me and right. love you, Emily. Right? Turk likes Turk's Kelly. A dick. I, you know, I'm what sitting here. Say, <laughs> no, she, she can't say. She's very, 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 shy. Yeah. Very, very, very shy. Very shy. It's her first time being here. Which is. Which is I'm looking She's at microphone shyness. I'm looking at the script here and I'm looking as I'm saying this at Kelsey's name. And I'm like, in my brain, I've already said Kelsey, but right. there's K-E-L. Apparently Kelly made the rest. <laughs> so now yeah. Making, now you're making Kelly feel bad. <laughs> Hopefully, Kelly, you can figure out this uh this call that we're gonna review. <laughs> I think I think she's gonna be on it. She's, she's on gonna be board. on it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 White on rice. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so let me shut up. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, Emily, Emily will not be with us today. Uh, she had a family emergency. Had to bail uh, on the recording. No big deal. We're gonna we're gonna tread through this uh, this call review with a you know with apparently Kelly. We shall sally um, forth with Kelly. <laughs> And, uh, no and, then, and then Kelly will get voted off the island, uh, you know, in two weeks, and Emily will hopefully be back. So, uh, Kelsey, let's handle your rig check, and then we'll dive into this call review. So, guys, we have officially reached over 570 subscribers on our YouTube page. So thank you to everybody who has subscribed, and make sure you subscribe to help us get to our goal of 600 subscribers. Go check out our Teespring page to purchase some Medic Materials merch, or you can support us by rating and reviewing the podcast on whatever streaming platform you listen from. If you do have a cool and interesting call you want to hear us review on the show, fill out the survey monkey below. And today we were... Dang. Kelly, here's the script. Today we would like to shout out our listeners in Ukraine and South Dakota, and a special thank out. Ding. 
Yikes. <laughs> okay, guys, a special shout out to Turk and Gerard, who have been doing this for 20 episodes straight now. Wow. We're the old guys. Oh, really? 20 yeah. episodes, both of you have been on. Uh, Kelly and I and Emily, unfortunately, have not, right, but, right. you know. Well, Kelly's just starting, so. Yeah? Well, but, but hold on, you have to have some, you know, praise, too. You were there at Apple. Ep, ep, at Apple? Apple. <laughs> <laughs> wow. At episode at episode one, you were there. Know, you just were the one. silent partner. I missed that one though. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're uh, as we increase, you know, in size and and strength of the reach of the stature. podcast, yeah, stature, stature of stature. the podcast. I, like, I, like I think. It. It's very uh, succinct. Yes. yes. Uh, you know. Don't you agree, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's it's one of those things you look back and and twenty episodes is not very like. It's not a lot. It's not a hundred episodes, right, right. but you know, it's uh, it's you look back. It's really good content, and I'm proud that you know people are really engaged with the show. So I have to thank everybody who actually listens and talks about this, you know, amongst themselves. Like I hear a lot of people going like, "Ooh, hey, you know, did you hear this?" and let's talk about it mm-hmm. at work or something. And I think that's really cool. Like that's that's the dialogue that we try and do with these episodes. So, uh in thanks when we do actually get to 25, we're going to have a, a pretty spiffy episode. So, uh in what like a month and a half, 2 months. Yeah. I think it's like um, September 15th. Yeah, we're going to have a uh a very special thank you show for uh for all of our listeners. So to get excited. Get excited. You got Ooh. 2 months to get there. So the paramedic students might not be as excited by then cuz they're going to be just starting and their hair's already going to be falling mm-hmm. out. And I should like a dog as it is. Well, you'll be fine. There'll just be more of me. Sorry, that's mine. Pulling <laughs> off hair. Life will just become meaningless. <laughs> Kelly knows. She did it last year. She's so quiet. She's still in shock. (laughs) (laughs) Let's jump into this call review, guys. The uh, we are heading back to Rusticville. Okay, the uh, the rustic location of the call has returned. This district uh, is very rustic. Way past rural. Way past cows. You're in. You know, rustic. Rustic. <laughs> there's no way for me to describe it. Uh, the district is I've covered. I've bitten my tongue like ten times, so just keep going. Okay. The district is covered by a uh, volunteer BLS ambulance staffed with two EMT basics who respond from home while on duty. They have a duty time. They're obligated to answer calls, but they're allowed to respond from home. There is also a paid ALS fly car that is staffed with one paramedic, and that paramedic is located with their fly car inside the volunteer ambulance building. So it's a it's an interesting kind of like hybrid. I know where this is. Huh? <laughs> I have a feeling I know where this is because I used to work there. Oh, there you go. Um, so the hospitals in this area, there is a rural clinic. You can kind of uh, think about it like an urgent care within mm-hmm. the district that these guys cover. And the closest area hospital is two hours away. Yep. So this is really out there. Really rustic. Really rustic. So the initial dispatch, the County 911 dispatches the BLS ambulance only, priority four or an alpha priority, to the local clinic slash urgent care, whatever you want to call it, for a 26-year-old female who suffered a fall with a wrist injury. 
Um, the two EMTs arrive on the scene and they're met by the uh, uh, the facility, you know, RN, and told that they're there for the 26 year old female who came in approximately an hour ago by private vehicle after becoming dizzy and falling at home. Uh, she fell forward. And, uh, you know, outstretched her arms when she hit the ground. She felt a crack in her right wrist and instant pain. Uh, she stood up, saw a deformity to that right wrist and came to the clinic for evaluation. Uh, the clinic was able to x-ray the wrist and found a significant closed fracture. They splinted the wrist. They placed an 18 gauge IV to the left AC. And then they called EMS to transfer to the hospital two hours away for an ortho consult. This is something that you don't typically see in like our realm of EMS. Mm -hmm. This wouldn't be like, you wouldn't get transferred for an ortho consult. They'd be like, Hey, go to, you know, an ortho doc, go follow up, go to the hospital yourself. Like I've never gotten called for something like this. However, with this area, I'm thinking this happens quite yeah, I, frequently. I've, I've done it. Um, Work commercial EMS out west, and uh, I guess place I'm at now, people really want to think about it. But uh, yeah, they uh, we've done stuff like that where it's you know, someone comes in, you know, private vehicle, and oh, well, they managed to drive themselves there, but we don't want you driving anywhere else. So, right, yeah, yeah, it, it's. It'd be an interesting little thing. Like, I know we do, you know, ER to mm -hmm. ER type trips and stuff, you know, and there are, you know, ortho stuff, but never, I've never had to go to like the urgent care for something like this. You know, if it's like chest pain from an urgent care mm -hmm. or something like that, that's a little different. But especially with a two hour drive, like, that's a long time for EMS to be out of service for an isolated, you know, wrist injury yeah, kind of thing. They would do it to us out west there. Um, when I worked at way out west, if you remember the that wild, one, wild west. Yeah, the, not 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 the one that was just out west, the one that was way the f out west. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because all they had was a critical access hospital right. out there. So the moment you had doctors that were you know say, hey, you know what, this actually needs to be looked at by somebody. Uh, you'd have doctors that were less like couldn't give a shit, but the ones that actually cared, they would yeah they'd ship them out and like the nearest hospital was you know 45 minutes away right 50 minutes away yeah i feel like we're skipping over the fact that she was dizzy before she fell yeah that why was she dizzy why was she dizzy so that's a great so question. kelsey you right you, over that kelsey well, totally kelly, kelly asked that question nope. yeah. damn kelly we just missed it. It. she was very yeah. quiet she's very quiet kelly, uh, you gotta eat the microphone we've learned yeah, there you go. yeah apparently um gerard's doing a good job yeah, so far right. eating the mic I'm right there uh, so we, <laughs> What it's did we right put, there. Snozberry jam on it for you? Oh, then? yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and that was kind of one of my questions is, is do you guys feel like I'm already setting you guys up for a disaster in the end? Yeah, like This is, this is too this mundane. Is way this too is easy, right? Like, it's just like. It's like, oh, this is just going to be, you know, a freaking BLS Chuck. Okay, right. Yeah, no problem. All right. We're done, guys. Right, that was so the episode. The like, <laughs> uh, you know. But I feel like that's what would happen is the nurse, like, nonchalantly mentions, like, oh, she was dizzy and she fell and, like, here's your injury and. Nobody blinked twice. Right. So there's another way to look at it. So these guys, these two EMTs go in and they enter the room and they find her laying supine. Time out. I have a question. Already? I'm representing I Emily here. Okay. Is there a wet bandage? 
There's no wet no bandage. bandage. No wet bandage okay, on the so arm. No wet that. bandage. Nope. Mm. This is not the third <laughs> installment of the wet bandage. I mean, there's a dry bandage on the arm. There is no bandage on the arm. I'm also thinking there is a split and an ice pack on the I'm arm. I'm also thinking like when, like how she went down. I mean, I've taken falls from standing positions and I've never broken a bone. Um, <laughs> shout out to my sister who was snowboarding on the bunny hill and never knew how to stop, so she leaned forward to stop and she broke her scaphoid bone no, in I her get thumb. It. That has some velocity to it. This is just from a standing position going down. I don't really know how much so standing, that, uh, so how much velocity there was. She was on the end of the bunny hill. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just, It'd be like taking a step and falling. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, does she have any kind of like medical history that might have maybe some kind of brittle bones or something like that? Maybe there's something that we're missing. Okay, we will find out. All right. So the uh, the two EMTs they enter the room and they find her laying supine on the exam table. They introduce themselves and they find her to be alert and oriented times four. While she's laying there, the primary EMT begins their initial physical exam. Go them. Yep. Uh, they find that she appears to be like, there appears to be no other obvious trauma than the right wrist fracture. Uh, lung sounds are clear. They're equal in all fields. There's equal chest rise and fall. Uh, they do note, however, there's some swelling to the right. Ding. Ding. Uh, (laughs) there is some swelling to the right wrist within the splint. Damn. Wow. Within the splint. I'm seriously going to give the mic to Kelly now. <laughs> she can't hold the mic to me. <laughs> she um, can't beat mics my game. I, I'll bet she won't get a single word wrong. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to give everybody two seconds to stop laughing from that right. because I'm sure right. every listener is laughing their balls off right now. I hope they are. Just laughing your butt off. I would like to make that a point. Uh, okay. okay. Um, so there is. Don't have balls. <laughs> there is. There's some. Doesn't have any balls, Cotton. They note some swelling to the right wrist within the splint and bilateral pedal, 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 pedal edema uh, that is non-weeping. <laughs> I know. I'm trying. <laughs> Kelly's stressing me out today. It. Okay, she's, she's, she's it, just you know? staring at me right? like God. Like um, those freaking freak dolls, you know, and, and sit off in the corner with the heads about to spin. And seriously, you know? porcelain dolls are creepy. Um, she tells the EMTs that her wrist pain is a five on ten, but she also tells them that she is nauseous, feels like she must vomit, and that she's got a headache, which is around nine on ten. Yeah, something else going on. So instantaneously, you're thinking something else is is brewing here. I have several questions. You have several questions. Okay. Did she lose consciousness? No. Did she hit her head? No. Did she take anything? Don't know. Did they give her anything? No. When was the last time she ate? Couldn't tell you. You can't ask? I don't have that information (laughs) to give you, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Is she pregnant? I don't know. But <laughs> why are you thinking pregnancy? I don't know. What other reason are you nauseous if you're a female besides you're on your period, you have an Ian, or you're pregnant? Well, without a set of vitals, I mean, you could be talking about preeclampsia right now. Okay. 
And if, and if why why are why are you thinking that right off the rip? The headache, the the just all the signs of increased you know pressure. Okay. So, Plus the edema, she got fluid back right. up somewhere. Okay. So just in her feet. Just that, and then of course we all know that uh, the blood supply within the body changes for females as they uh, they go through the process and. The you process. Know, hey, I'm, trying um, to, my, I'm trying to keep it like you my know, a, process. My A and P teacher would tell you it's the hormone cycle from hell. Okay. Which we'll is go, a process. We'll yeah. What do you think, Kelly? <laughs> She's <laughs> nodding. She agrees. Yeah, she agrees. She's like All, Han and Han and the Punisher agree. So right. they're, does they're, Boba Fett agree? Boba, oh, Boba Fett always agrees. Okay. <laughs> Without a doubt. Now I understand. You know, I didn't tell you this. We got a comment on the YouTube channel. Uh, from you know someone who tried listening to our last episode yeah. and they said we were too giggly and immature and now i understand really? why oh. we also apparently okay. talk over each other too much which yeah. i get which we're not doing today very well so right, well, kudos to that kelly's keeping well, us on still, track we're still giggly and immature so i'm sorry <laughs> um, i'm sure you can tune into the bbc and learn all about condensation does it make you feel better that my dad really appreciates your jokes they Thank said you, that they would that. check back in like 10 years when we grow up but that's okay because oh, 10 years yeah 10 years so dude, i'll be 28 dude. you'll be 28 god dude. jesus <laughs> Dude, I'll t- be Gerard's age. Dude, in ten years. It- <laughs> Did you just call Gerard old? Yes. Gonna, no, I was just gonna say that ain't enough time for me. <laughs> hey, Holmes, if you're listening, brother, you but, like fifteen twenty. But really, I mean, EMS is yeah. this in every bay. So when we're we, we're we started, keeping it real. When we started this show, like <laughs> literally, it was like, do we want to do you know stuffy shirt, you know professional crap. bullshit or? <laughs> Do you just want to like talk to people like you like we're sitting out in the freaking bay shooting a shit after a call and then that's the way we decided to do it so you know sorry dude you know it's okay it's, I, o- it's okay I took it and went okay yeah. we we do talk over ourselves a lot yeah. I'll I'll deal with that and we'll fix that and we, we 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 will make a cognizant effort to change that aspect of it because yeah that gets annoying i guess it does but gerard will not st- stop no, being I'm, any I'm, less I'm, immature yeah, no. i'm not gonna stop fart jokes dude. No, no did you appreciate my fart sound effect for you the last time i did i totally appreciated that <laughs> and the one thing i haven't done in our so this is our 20th episode 20th episode notice i haven't even said these nuts in 20 <laughs> until episodes now. until just now <laughs> so you can thank whoever that was <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back on task. Okay, so preeclampsia is is what Gerard's running with. Okay, so the the primary EMT finds that she has no prior medical history, does not take any medications, and has no drug allergies. Uh, they also note during their physical exam that she is approximately 140 pounds, athletic build, but has a bulging belly. So at this point. They step over that line and they mm. ask, hey, could you be pregnant? Uh, in which she actually responds, yes, 28 weeks. <laughs> You're just sitting there nodding. like I'm going, no, this is good. That's good, We're, we're right? going down the right path I, right now. I think yeah. so. Uh, the primary EMT then instructed their partner to go outside the room, find the nurse, and attempt to gain as much information on the pregnancy that the, the, like, the facility had gathered mm. Uh, but failed really to initially mention at all so far. Um, she, I mean, she's inf- here for a broken wrist. Right. She's here for a broken wrist. Right. I mean, some information you can get from her is, I mean, one of the biggest ones is, number one, is this your first pregnancy? If mm-hmm. it isn't, you know, get the whole, you know, gravita and para and all that good stuff. Yep. But um, the question I want to know right now is, has this been a normal pregnancy for you? Wait, Have how old is any- she? 
26, I See that whole talking over people thing? <laughs> we just talked about it. Sorry. We can't do it. It's just, it's not going to happen. 26. Okay. Continue. Okay. My so, bad. uh, that was my bad. The, <laughs> the primary EMT stays it within happens. the room and gets an initial set of vital signs. Heart rate, 108 in regular. Respiratory rate, 18 unlabored. SpO2 is 96%. And the manual blood pressure returns a whopping 160 over 90. Booyah. Um, so, <laughs> booyah, swish, timeout. Time I, I'm, getting, I'm getting so many different things. You're getting a timeout, and my hands are just going on my head to rest in there. Okay. So, question. Isn't your blood pressure normally higher when you're pregnant just because you have a greater force that you have to push it over? Yes. Well, so you you increase your fluid load. So -hmm. there's more fluid, same size heart, more fluid, increases pressure slightly on that, as well as there's also a little bit of force behind, you know, uh, like I think when normally Jess is resting blood pressure, you know, for being 94 pounds and five feet tall, she's like 94 systolic. However, when she was pregnant with both kids, it was like 100 to 105. Yeah, it's not going to be a massive. So it's not a massive yeah. spike, okay. you know. Um, so manual vital signs are taken. Anything that you guys are like worried about in those vital signs? Um, Does the 160 over 90, you're like, meh, she's in pain. She's got a headache. Yeah, I mean it, it's not it's not terribly high, but like we said, um, I think I think this is the right path to follow for right now because she fell for a reason. Yeah, um, and I know, agree. Has she has she noticed? Has she had any nosebleeds lately? You know that does she normally have? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I that kind of stuff. Um, just anything out of the ordinary, uh, including what you know. Tell me exactly what you remember about today. Okay. I also want to know about like prenatal care because you said she's not taking anything but a 28 week. She technically should be on like prenatal vitamins, anything like that. So Mm -hmm. she could be having a reaction to something like that, too. I agree. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, they continue. And uh, right after the vital signs are taken, she sits up super abruptly and is like, I need a bucket. The EMT grabs the trash bin, which then she vomits all over inside the trash bin. There's no food particles, no bloody emesis. It's literally just liquid, like bile. bile yeah. um, once she has completed all of her trash, you know, trash can business, she tells the <laughs> primary EMT. She Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently she's just the nicer Grouch. So, <laughs> pregnant Oscar. Pregnant Oscar. I mean, it is 2021. Apparently, you can do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where the fuck was I? <laughs> she tells the primary EMT that this is now the third time today she's vomited, but she's been nauseous all day. Uh, about about the same time, the secondary EMT returns to the room and reported that the facility staff did not perform any evaluation on the unborn child since the mother came in for the isolated wrist injury. This is the second pregnancy having no issues with the first. She does not take any prenatal meds and does not receive any prenatal care due to the remoteness of where she lives. Gotcha. So first off, I have two, two things of questions. Is there anything specific developing in your guys' heads? And then if so, what lines of questioning must happen right now? 
Has she seen any spotting, anything, you know, south of the border, shall we say? Yep. That uh, isn't normal for her. Please tell me you've never asked that to a patient. What, south of the border? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? What's wrong with it? It's I feel like if somebody ever came up to me and asked that, I'd be like, what did you just say? I've actually even whistled. I'd be like, has anything, you know, down there? <laughs> I, I feel bad that Kelly's not helping you out no. at all, no. being no. the only female. And She's just leaving out on the, on, on the limb there. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I'd probably look at you like you had 10 heads. Like, I would get what you mean, but I'd be like, man, this guy's a professional. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's I mean, there, you know, <laughs> it is one of those, like... You know, I don't want to ask you about this medically, but I know I have to. So, yeah. like, I get it. You know, there they're, are they're, they're there are proper and, ways to the, the the ones where I've you know been like that. They're kind of in compromised positions. They're kind of embarrassed. There's a room full of men. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, let me put a little smile on her face to right. make, yeah. make a chuckle. Yep. You know, it's okay. We're all we're good. You know. Mm-hmm. Anything from you, Kels, that you're you're thinking at this point in time? Um, I don't even remember what I was thinking about now. Oh, um, I guess I would ask like what her first pregnancy was like. I know they're not always the same, but like, did she have morning sickness? Like, did she end up having to be bed bound? Like, I know what they said everything was normal, but there could be small things. Like, she was sick every single morning of mm-hmm. her entire last pregnancy, or she could have been completely fine. So having this is completely out of the norm. Good questions to always ask. I think, you know, comparing the pregnancies definitely is is something. Especially if she's got no medical findings. She's the only one that's really going to know if there's a difference. Right. Right. And there's no one with her at this point that could like you can't lean on a husband or a boyfriend or a baby daddy or whatever. You know, there's there's nothing like that. So uh, as far as, you know, in response to baby daddy, by the way, huh? that's an excellent use of the term baby daddy. Thank you. Um, Oh, there's ways. (laughs) So. We're going to talk after. Oh, we'll talk after. So, um, you know, in response to those questions, everything that that I know from this call, the first pregnancy was completely normal. This pregnancy has been, you know, uh, normal up until this point. Mm. I do have two strange questions. Is it the same baby daddy? I don't fucking I can't answer that. I don't know. Um, and did they ever say anything to her about like our age factor? No, not that I'm aware of. I'm sure that, you know, 20, however, however long she's been pregnant, what, 28 weeks weeks, did I say? I'm sure she's done blood work. Well, they would have told her to the first pregnancy to watch out for a second one. Yep. Yeah. I I don't have that information. Different baby daddy. Different blood. That's true. That's a very good thing. Like I wouldn't even have thought to think about that. See? Now I'm going to ask that the next time we do a pregnancy call. Mm. Cool. It's the things you learn. Uh, so <laughs> at this point in time, both EMTs begin to move her to the stretcher, make her comfortable. Uh, when she stands, she re- she reported that her vision becomes slightly blurry. Uh, she's asked if this is normal for her, in which she responds that she's had vision changes on and off for three weeks, as well as frequent severe headaches. Um which, again, doesn't have a history of migraines, right. you know, not normal for her. Uh, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're going down the right path right now. Yeah. Are you still on what the... Are, what path are they on? They're on they're the... Just the pregnant they're path. on the, hey, you're pregnant with, yeah. 
with issues as of right now. They, I, I don't see anything that they're like, oh, hey, they're asking all the right questions. Right. I yeah. just don't know if they're taking the information and putting it somewhere, right? Um, you're running down the preeclampsia path, which, you know, I think is is probably a good place to start here. Yeah. You know, with yeah. with what's being found. Um, so they move her to the ambulance and transport begins to the hospital two hours away. Vitals are rechecked. Heart rate, 104, still regular. Respiratory rate is still 18, unlabored. SpO2 is 95% on room air, and a blood pressure is now 180 over 98. Oh, wow. So like that. we've now gone up 20 points on a on a systolic, 30 points. Was it 30 points? Might have been mm -hmm. only 8 points. 8 points. 8 points on a diastolic. Um, so and, she, and she reported no no. Abdominal pain or anything. No abdominal pain. Okay. Nope. Uh, the no, like weird feelings because it might not be pain. No, nothing that was reported in the abdomen whatsoever. Uh, the primary EMT asks again if she has any medical history, specifically hypertension. She says no. They ask if she has any issues with blood pressure during her pregnancy. Now I think they're on the ball with yeah. this is preeclampsia, right? Uh, she tells them that she went to the clinic, the same clinic, a month a month ago, and was found to have a blood pressure of 200 over 94. And they didn't say anything to her? The staff at the clinic requested that she follow up for further evaluation about possible preeclampsia, okay. but she never did. She never did. So using all of this information, the BLS crew requested the medic to intercept with them because of, you know, the increasing hypertension, um, along with all of this newfound information mm -hmm. uh, that they can go with. I think now they are 100 percent on the on the preeclampsia, oh, yeah. you know, bandwagon. Now, logistically, remember that this medic is back at their EMS building. Okay, this is uh, a approximately like a 10 minute drive. However, the he's nice thing them. is they're going to pass their building en route to the hospital. Oh, so he's not behind them. So they just say, we're going to meet you at the building. Right. Be ready with your stuff. Um, six minutes of that 10 minutes goes by. She all of a sudden is found to be unresponsive and begins having seizure like activity. And now she's eclamptic. And now Battle she win. has made the move, right? Yeah. The uh, the EMT does a good job, places her on 10 liters per minute oxygen via the non-rebreather mask, uh, and the ambulance meets with the paramedic while the patient is still actively seizing. So if you're doing the math in the back of your head, she's now ongoing seizure-like activity for four minutes. Um. Is this two-hour way hospital like an appropriate facility for OB and Peds? I don't have that information, but I'm assuming so, yeah. that if it's the only hospital in a two-hour range, right. it has to do something with OB. Okay, and my question for you guys is: How do you feel about helicopters in this situation? In regards to is what? It daytime or nighttime? It doesn't say, but okay. does it matter? Well, in that in that instance, if, they fly at night. I think it is. You got to come down off that that mountain. This is this is nowhere near us. Let's put it that oh, okay. way. This right. is nowhere near us. Right. Not even in this state. Oh, let's put it that way. My bet's it's on Jersey. God, there's two places that sound exactly the same. Then isn't Jesus. it? My bet. It's probably like 
My bad in is Jersey. Bumfuck like, Ohio Oklahoma, or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Oklahoma ho. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Dang. Dang. <laughs> but uh yeah, no. Um honestly, at this point, yeah, I, I I wouldn't say no to a chopper. Okay. And just being that it's the distance just strictly for hey, she needs to be there sooner rather than later. Okay. Not because I mean yeah, they bring a um, a better you know bag to play with but um no this is, this is more of a time thing i don't want her sitting in the back of this ambulance for the next two hours i agree right is that kind of your thought process well, why I you're asking? asking you guys because i don't know what's your opinion okay i i but, agree I mean, in my I mind agree. i'm like wow two hours is a really long time T- totally just ignored kelly though didn't even ask her a thing sorry kelly <laughs> kelly's <laughs> nodding right <laughs> So, in my head, people, like, two know? hours is a really long time, and, I mean, 20 week, eight weeks along, isn't that technically viable for, deli- oh, I mean, viable. Viable viable, for delivery yeah. now? So, like, push comes to shove, you're going to want her there Let's quicker rather than later. not use those words with pregnant girls in the back. Please. Yeah, push and shove? No. <laughs> yeah, Unless it's don't push and shove in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... uh <laughs> there are listeners at home, maybe don't, don't shove in. No. <laughs> don't, don't do that. So uh, the ambulance meets the paramedic, and the patient is still actively seizing. Remember, four minutes have gone by that this seize, that this seizing has happened. The EMT I updates I was say this seasoning. No, I did not ding there. <laughs> thank you. The EMT updates the medic on all the information gathered thus far, and the medic decides right off the rip, I am going to administer five milligrams IV versed due to the seizure that's still active. Remember. They don't need to get IV access because they already have it from the clinic, right? right? 18-gauge left AC. Nice. They did something. Cool. Um, shortly after the uh, admin of the Versed, the seizure stops. Her eyes remain closed, but she kind of moves her arms slightly upon painful stimuli. Mm-hmm. So at this point, she's, you know, Uh, responsive to pain we can put her Uh, oxygen saturation however fell to 86 percent and her respiratory rate falls to around eight breaths per minute i don't like that so i'm gonna pause here and i i want to know where you guys are what you guys want to do right here with this brand new presentation because now she's a completely different patient than what you saw initially i would hope my emt in the back would be smart enough to not have to wait for me to say anything to get the BBM. Bag okay. Especially you're technically perfusing two noodles instead of just one. I agree. Yeah. It's it's something, you know, anytime with pregnancy, we always have to think this is not one patient, but two at all times. I like it. Um, it's too, yeah, to a certain point. I mean, I mean, once it hits a certain point, then it's I'm, I'm working on mom. Right, you know, but, but you know, in yeah, this, no, in this instance, yes. yeah, I, I don't want her to lose her baby. At right. All, you if know, you have to sacrifice baby to be able to, sa- you know, yeah. save mom, I I completely yeah. understand those type of like triage, you yeah. know, oh, instances. I, I, but I this one, I, it's a horrible decision to make. But, right. You know, I think this one is uh, is is viable. You yeah. know, in that you can treat one and treat the other. Yeah. You know, uh, so vitals at this point are rechecked. BP came down a little. It's now 168 over 92. Respiratory rate is 8. It's normal. It's not shallow. It's not labored, but it's slow. 
Uh, heart rate has jumped to 130. It's still regular. SpO2 remains 86%. They do a BG, blood glucose. It comes back as 62 milligrams per deciliter. There's um, another random question you may or may not know the answer to. <laughs> you gotta like pre-game these questions I so I have answers and don't sound stupid when I'm like, fuck, I know. So, Emily, so, oh look, you're not here. Kelly, give me a good answer. <laughs> you didn't tell me what this one was about. I'm, 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 I typically don't. <laughs> I have all these OB questions because nobody talks about it. That's why I wanted to do this call. Would OB people have... Would OB people... <laughs> <laughs> Like relatives of the Oompa Loompa. <laughs> With pregnant people. And the fact that that song is copyrighted, so I can't even put it in the background, sucks. Wow, really? That sucks. Um, With pregnant was. people. Pregnant people. Have a high or low blood sugar or just normal? So it really depends. Do they have, you know, um, like an gestational diabetes? Well, do they, you know, no, does, she, she do they have gestational diabetes? Right. And now yeah. they're see, you know, they seized and all of that activity, right? Every time someone has a seizure, they get a BG because you are using up so much energy with all of those, you know, muscle you know, movements that you burn through sugar. Well, that's why I'm asking like 60. Okay. It's a little on the lower side, but it's not, you know, 10, mm-hmm. but it's at a for point pregnant people, are their blood glucose is normally 120 because they have, they're dumping that much extra glucose in their body. Not that's really. My- not really. Okay. Um, I would not be concerned that it's 62. Like I wouldn't be like, Oh, we got to dump, you know, glucose into her to fix that. I probably would, I, w- I would probably piggyback a little D10 and just not a lot, but just a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit, just from the seizure alone. Um, that would, for me, I'd feel better doing that just to get a little bit of sugar into her. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the EMT, uh, as Gerard really, really wanted them to, is right on the ball. Drops an NPA, nice, awesome, and begins bag valve mass ventilations, right? They connect it to 12 liters per minute supplemental oxygen, and they start going to Bagtown. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say Bangtown. Bagtown. Bagtown in general just sounds, like, funny. I imagine, okay. like, a kid's show that your kids would watch with, like, just bags and, like, a little Wild West with little tumbleweeds, except it's, like, a I bag. Just said, all, I thought, all I could think of was Baghdad. Okay. That's my check. Bag, Bagtown wasn't very nice. We were in two different places. Yeah, there. seriously, three different places. <laughs> I thought he was making a sexual innuendo. Like, oh, no. The uh, the medic. Even Kelly's laughing. <laughs> the medic uh, goes ahead and mixes four grams of magnesium in a hundred bag of uh, normal saline and begins an infusion of the mag nice. with a sixty drop set over twenty minutes. Now he's doing that solely because. Of the eclampsia with the seizure and the hypertension. Absolutely. Right? Uh, EKG monitoring after the the drip is set up is placed on her limbs, and the initial rhythm is sinus tack. So six minutes goes by. Then it's eight minutes. And then it's ten minutes. And there's no changes in mentation. No mental status changes whatsoever. Um, 
Her reflexes to painful stimuli, though, have now become decreased to non-existent. At some point, she'll get a little, you know, motor movement out of the painful stimuli. Other times, she doesn't. However, the eyes are still closed. The medic takes that time to take a 12-lead AKG, and it's, it's still a sinus tack, but now it's really more of like a sinus arrhythmia. They, on the 12-lead, they see a prolonged PR interval, an increased duration of the QRS complex, and an increased height of the T wave. So I want to stop here. Gerard, you look like you're thinking really hard. Um, what are these what are these findings meaning to you as the you know paramedic at the table other than myself? Met- metabolically, she's she's screwed. I need to I want to put her on end title right now. Okay. Okay. They don't actually do that. I don't know if they didn't have that or what. They gotcha. don't actually do that. Uh, but metabolically, what are you thinking like? Where where's your head going with these findings? Oh. Is this are these good findings, bad findings? No, these, are not, these are not good findings. These are these are I'm gonna start maybe thinking about some other options before I, and before I do them, I'm probably gonna get, get a doc on the phone. Okay. Um thinking maybe bicarb might be in her future. Okay. Um number one. Now are you thinking bicarb for what? Uh some hyperkalemia. Okay. Okay. I know you're looking at me like I don't know what they're talking about, but I know in, in, in waves like, means increased potassium. Okay, that's all I got for you. Okay, so hyperkalemia, right? We're thinking oh, that is hyperkalemia. Yep. Oh, I knew something. You Boom. knew something. Okay, so Gerard, you're still thinking. Yeah, I'm chewing on a little bit. I don't like okay. her airway situation right well, now. The fact is, is he's pregnant. Yep. So this is where we are taking into account the kid. Yep. And there's a lot of things that you know. You want to make double, double sure that you're cool to do with that kid on board. Okay. With a normal person, probably not. You wouldn't even think about it. You just, hey, let's rock and roll. Right. You know, but right now it's like, huh. Okay. What can I do that isn't going to harm that child? Are you thinking more like the RSI route? Is that what you're yeah. like? I don't want to pull that trigger That's yet? That's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Oh, my God. How does that work? RSIing a pregnant lady? Yeah. Does Same the baby way get paralyzed? You- um. Yeah. yeah. But it's still being oxygenated by the mom. But right. Yeah, but that doesn't make it any less strange. No, and <laughs> I think we just blew Kelsey's mind. Like she's like, <laughs> this is what my face looked like skydiving. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you about that, but we'll do that later. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of where I was. I was thinking I'm starting to run things through my head, like. And what I, I want to use, you know, I think this one I might want to, I might want to get on the phone with a doc before I do it. Okay. I don't want to, this is one where I'm not going to take the responsibility for hurting this child. Hey doc, I'm yeah. dumping it in your lap. Right. Tell me you what tell to do me here. what you want. Okay. I will be Especially with the increased, you know, time to yeah. the hospital, right? We're still yeah. an hour and 50 minutes away, hour and 45 minutes away. Yeah. You know, so uh, vital signs at this point are retaken. Heart rate is 110. Respiratory rate is 16 with the BVM. SpO2 rises to 94% with the BVM and supplemental oxygen. And blood pressure is 100 over 50. GCS is very close to being three okay, at so that point you in time. Went from, we're going backwards now. Now we're but going, like we backwards. took a dive. Oh, yeah. No, we, we, we definitely took a right? nice dive. Um, but is that 
drop in blood pressure, I'm thinking, is that from the Versed and the seizure, well, the seizure typically will raise blood pressure, but the Versed will drop it, but you started a mag drip, right? Mag's going to tank a pressure, you know, as well. Uh, So is that something that you're supposed to see, or is this something worse? Like, this is, you know... Beyond what the mag would have done. I would expect to see some decrease, but I don't. Not a 60.1. I'm not going yeah, to expect, I would not expect to see that huge of a drop. Okay. So the medic tells the secondary EMT who's currently driving to now request an intercept with the nearest air medical. Thank you. Okay. Uh, they still have just shy of 90 minutes until they arrive to the hospital. Okay. Uh, once, you know, the air medical company comes back, they say uh, they're on this route. Give it, you know, land ahead of us. I do like that. Hey, let's intercept with the helicopter. Right. Not, we're going to sit here and wait for the helicopter. Right. So yeah. uh, county, you know, coordinates everything. And an LZ mm. is set up approximately 15 minutes away on their current route. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So they still have a 15 minute drive, but they're moving towards the helicopter. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and this paramedic actually takes, must be listening, takes Gerard's. Uh, thought process and runs with it. Phone calls attempted to the local medical control line. Uh, however, like because it's bum fuck right. Right. Rusticville, there's, 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 there's no, no service. service. Yeah. So, Ohio, is that what it was? <laughs> uh, the medic, again, probably was channeling Gerard and being like, fuck, we live in a third world country through oh, his phone. Oh, yeah, you, you've heard me say it. Didn't, didn't try again, right? <laughs> didn't try again and just continued to monitor their patient while en route to the LZ. Okay, so BVM ventilations continued. The mag drip is now completed. So they got the four grams over the 20 minutes. Okay, and then that and that right there is another thing. Um, you know, we always talk about distracting injuries and stuff. Uh, you know, in, in my former life, you know, there were things that would happen in emergency situations where, you know, you could be distracted by a 30 cent light bulb and cause a catastrophe. This is one of those things where I think that's a kudos. To the medic, absolutely. You know what? I tried. I can't get the doctor. I'm not going to dis- be distracted from my patient anymore by, you know, looking for bars, moving around the ambulance, right. seeing if I can get reception, and let that become, like, my sole focus. Okay, I tried. It didn't work. We're going to an LZ. My job at this point now is to keep her alive until we get there. Right. That's it. Done. And I'm wondering, you know, yeah. is this a, is this an area where they do, like, over-the-radio type things where they could have like called, you know, dialed in the hospital and just been like, yo, I can't reach a med control doc on the phone. It's the same St. Louis. You know, who knows? You know, I'm I'm just. Is the hospital going to say no? I don't know. I've never had to make that call. You know, that's again, like Gerard just waved. That's above my head. (laughs) So was my joke, apparently. St. Louis. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Okay. Somebody got it. I'm hopefully. Hopefully. After the mag trip's complete, vital signs are retaken. Respiratory rate and uh, SpO2 remain unchanged. BP now fell again, 88 over 50. Heart rate is now 110. EKG shows a slightly wider QRS than before and a taller T wave. Damn potassium. Yep, but there now is also a longer PR interval, which they didn't have prior. Right. Okay. GCS is now a 100% three. 
The medic hangs a thousand bag of uh, normal saline, opens it wide open with a 10 drop set. Probably because 88 over 50. Why not? Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, they arrived. No, no second line was line. done. Yeah. It, 18 um, gauge did everything. So thank God it was. Like, I do have a question. What does her belly look like? Pregnant. Has it changed? Nope. So they arrive at the LZ and they meet with the air medical team. The entire, you know, in it. <laughs> huh? Well, no, I, actually, it's, it's not a bad question. Is I didn't has, think it was has, a bad question. Has anyone actually inspected her lower no. abdominal area? No. Her, or like, her, do we know if she's bleeding out? Okay. Nothing, nothing was informed to me that anybody actually looked. I mean, I okay. can see that being weird. Like, she's completely unconscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if she is, yeah, I want to, I want to take a no, look. No, I understand, but right, I like, see is, if that kid's head's popping out. Right. You know, you know? or something besides the kid's more head popping out than mm-hmm. popping out you of know? a head. It, it's yeah. I mean, you, it's one of those things. That's where one of those you apologize to the unconscious and keep going. You, do, you right. know what? You, it's your job. You got to do it. I don't think I, I think you guys are 100% on the ball. But I can yeah. see like the awkwardness there where you're like, well, there's a flight crew. Life and death. Got to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So the uh, the entire patient care report is given uh, and they turn over care to the flight team. Uh, the flight team with the story believes that she's got toxic levels of not potassium, but magnesium. And administers one gram of calcium gluconate over a two-minute IV push. They move her to the aircraft, and they finish the transport to the original hospital. Now, the only update that I can give you guys, I'm not going to leave you like I did last time with a cliffhanger of mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, the only we had update, some very angry listeners after that. Did we? I'm yeah. sorry. So the, uh, the update that I can give is that the flight team did not have to intubate her. Um, which is surprising. Wow. Yeah, which is very surprising. Wow. Uh, apparently, once they got her into the aircraft and they started to lift, she started to overbreathe the BVM. Okay. Um, and the respiratory rate increased on her own into the teens. Uh, she also had apparently a couple positive mental status changes. And they arrived to the ER, and she was not, like, fully alert and oriented, but she was better. So she didn't like the mag. So apparently, she probably didn't like the mag. Wow. So that, you know, I don't have any, you know, uh, like, they didn't start any other meds that I know about. They didn't, you know, give me any other vital signs or anything for me to be like, hey, this totally fixed her. However, it gives us some fantastic... Talking points for the educational portion of the end of this show in that first I want to go in order here. So you're like, Mag, I'm going to get to it. Um, We got to talk preeclampsia versus eclampsia, right? Uh, Preeclampsia is is a condition within the pregnant, you know, female that's marked by three markers, hypertension above 140 milligrams of mercury systolic. Right. She was 160, 200 three weeks prior. Okay, Uh, protein in the urine, which there was no lab work for them to ever be like, hey, is her protein, you know, found in her urine and edema to her hands and feet. 
she had. And she had edema to both feet. Okay, now edema within pregnant females is normal. Right. Um, however, you know, it's usually increased in the preeclamptic pregnant woman. Uh, a little statistic, one in 200 women will develop preeclampsia, and it is statistically higher post-20 weeks into pregnancy, as well as during the woman's first pregnancy. So she kind of fits, she fits in the 20 weeks yeah, post, but she does not fit in that it's her first pregnancy yeah, in believe, this case. I believe uh, bigger girls uh, are more susceptible as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, other signs and symptoms include headaches, which she had, yep. dizziness, nausea, vomiting, mental status changes, and abdominal pain. She had all of those minus the abdominal pain, right? right? Uh, the move to the eclampsia happens once the patient suffers the seizure. The seizure is the okay? key. Okay, the seizure yep. is, the, is, the, is the key to yep. move one to the other. Uh, typically women who are, and this was the, this was the thing that I never knew and researching, I thought this was really cool to take into the field with me. Um, typically women who are near the point of a seizure that are preeclamptic will complain of vision changes and the severe headache. Oh, bingo. Those are yeah. the like, Hey, that's my aura. Right. I feel something to know that the seizure will probably happen soon okay um so my question that i've always had and that i never looked up until right now which shame on me is what the fuck actually causes the seizure right you're preeclamptic mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you have the seizure but i never ever was like what is what causes the seizure so i looked it up because i figured other people have to be thinking the same question so while researching i found that there's actually very little uh known as to why the seizure is caused in this mm. in this you know eclamptic state um the the primary prevailing thought is that they're caused by cerebral uh va vasospasms and cerebral edema however looking into it further there's even more evidence against those theories that argue that cerebral edema and or hypertensive encephalopathy are not the primary like sole causes. Right, right. They might be there, but there's other triggers that they just haven't figured out wow. yet. So, you know, because you're thinking like, you know, in strokes, increased blood pressure. Um, you know, will cause a seizure in a stroke or, you mm -hmm. know, increased blood pressure may cause the stroke, you know, in those types of patients. But in pregnancy, it's like yeah, they throw no it out the reason, ball yeah. game. You know, there's mm -hmm. no real reason. So now I want to talk about the mag. OK, uh, because we use mag in, right. you know, in pregnancy for the preeclampsia. If they're in active labor and we want to postpone those contractions, we'll mm. use mag, right? So mag is a naturally occurring minimal, minimal, mineral. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's the right. No, it, um, it, it was a right word, just it, not the right word. It was the right number of syllables. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's, See, a, <laughs> it's the power of positive thinking. Thank you. Yeah, right. Oh, look at you go. Right. Sunshine. Yep, sun, Ray of Sunshine. Ray of Sunshine. That's me. She, she's rubbing off on yep. it. Um, so mag is a naturally occurring mineral within the body. Uh, 
we use it as a smooth muscle relaxer, you know, in EMS. And it does this by blocking the action of the calcium channels within the body, right? And it does that everywhere, which is why you get, you know, the smooth muscle relaxation everywhere. Here's something interesting. We don't learn lab work. Right. However, it's something like I keep certain lab levels in my phone. Like, hey, if this is, you know, fucked up, maybe I can figure out, is there something that I can do right. about it, you know? Creatin, so Billy Rubin, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So normal levels of mag in an adult are 1.7 to 2.2 milligrams per deciliter. From 2.3 to 7, the patient will develop mild symptoms of acute mag toxicity. <laughs> okay? From 7.1... To 12 milligrams per deciliter, cardiac and lung function are greatly affected. Anything above 12 milligrams per deciliter could result in hypoventilation, paralysis, and even just like coma-like unconsciousness. So at some point, I'm sure that she had acute magnesium toxicity, right? Above seven at least to be able to have that cardiac and lung function. So mag toxicity in the acute stages or the acute fashion is actually rare. Uh, Typically seen in the OB setting, right? The patients in the OB setting. um, And they're giving the mag to prevent the eclampsia, right? right? That's typically where they see this toxicity come come in. Um, And mag toxicity itself can present in, in several ways including, you know, deep uh, tendon reflex, like you get super diminished reflexes. They're not going to move their extremities all that well, just like she kind of was like a little motion, but not a lot. Uh, Cardiopulmonary arrest, as well as the respiratory depression. So her respiratory rate dropped, you know, 10 point, you know, 10 breaths right off the rip. Um, So one of the things that I actually found was that mag toxicity and hyperkalemia do a lot of the same things on an EKG. So, like, when you're looking at an EKG, this paramedic did a fabulous job of doing that 12 lead and thinking, like, oh, hey, there's something wrong here. I just don't, I, I don't know if that phone call was going to be, hey, can I give calcium mm-hmm. or, you know, hey, can I give bicarb for hyper-K or if they were thinking mag toxicity, I don't know. We'll never know. I probably will never have got there. I, I, I don't think I would have ever yeah. gotten to mag toxicity either. I would have looked because you don't learn about it in paramedics. Well, you learn, you know, longer QRS waves, you know, prolonged PR interval, peak T waves. That's all hyperkalemia. That's all increased potassium. However, it's also EKG changes for mag toxicity, which is, you know, treated completely and utterly different, yeah. you know? Because well, when you give mag for and when you don't want to give mag for. Well, no, because you're still going to, you're going to give the bicarb and the calcium for the potassium, but you're not going to give the bicarb for the mag, right? right? You're going to still give the calcium. Um, so like these, uh, the flight crew in this call gave calcium gluconate. Right, I don't know of an EMS agency around here that carries gluconate. We carry it. You carry it. Yeah. See, didn't know that. Most EMS agencies 
carry calcium chloride. They're similar, however different. Calcium chloride is a little bit more necrotic, which is why a lot of um, you know higher level critical care agencies are only using gluconate, calcium gluconate, because it's easier through the IV. It's not going to be so necrotic if it's you know infiltrates or or whatnot. Um, and most of the protocols, at least in our area, calcium chloride is like you don't give this unless right. it's by a doc or they're dead. Yeah, pretty much. You can't just give it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and like the pathophys, the action on the med uh, to the mag, calcium gluconate as well as the calcium chloride uh, treats the hypermagnesium through direct. Um, antagonism of the mag at the site. So the site in this case is the neuromuscular junction, right? It literally pushes it and says... The calcium comes in and kicks its ass, basically. And kicks its ass. So, you know, if if you can get permission from the doc, you know, this is something that you might want to ask for. You know, it might be something in your toolbox to treat these things. You really got to sound confident. And what yeah, you're, you're absolutely. Doing you call and ask for that, right? You yeah. know, but but again, you know, you said I probably would have missed the mark yeah, on even, mag. Yeah, I, I probably would have missed the mark on mag as well yeah. because of the presentation. You're taught, hey, this is the presentation for for hyper K. This is the you know, if a pregnant lady seizes, you give mag. You give all the mag, right. except for if their blood pressure drops, then you give them a little bit of fluid to right. you know whatever. But not like this. You know, there's definitely something in looking at, you know, hypermagnesium and magnesium toxicity. We really yeah. should be, you know, like there should be a CME on it or there yeah. should be like extra learning on it, you know, uh, so that people take, are aware. You, yeah. I mean, when you take, the, you know, her entire presentation, I mean, I don't know, you know, maybe in the thick of it, it's kind of hard to take that that macro view of what's going on and how, you know how we got to where we're at because um, you know sometimes when your hands are full you're you're busy you know doing what you got to do and you're bouncing around and all that good stuff but yeah maybe there is something that needs to be introduced into training that you know especially dealing with a with a pregnant female like this that yeah okay you've given mag all this stuff you know take that step back and take stock in all the presentation changes that led up to where we're at today, mm-hmm. you know, at this moment, you know, because if if you do, then yeah, it all sings magnesium toxicity, right? You know, but, but only if you're aware of it, you right, know, and exactly. that's if the thing. Like of, only if you're right, aware exactly. of it. Otherwise, it's masked as something else, or right. it's one of these calls where you know I walk into the ER and the doc goes, "Hey, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Fuck if I know." Right. Yeah, you figure it out. She's trying to fucking die on me, I right? Don't know like her. you know, she. I got her here. It's now your problem, right? right? Um, so it, it's definitely something where you know there should maybe I should make a video about it, you know, and yeah. I like. Do yeah. a little bit more research and and put out a video on yeah, it, but um, at least it's one of those things where it's just like out of the effing blue. But if right? you, if you pick up on it, you just you're a fucking rock star. Yeah, man, you, you you can you can do the strut into the freaking hospital. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. 
<laughs> so, uh, Kelsey, from a, from a BLS level, from a you know paramedic intern student level, anything that you wanted to add before we wrap this up? No, because squiggly lines aren't telling me anything yet. That's true. <laughs> All we've I knew just two ways were potassium, and now which, that's not even right. No, it is right, it's but it can sort of. also be magnesium toxicity. So great. Kelly knew. <laughs> Ellie's better than me. She's EMTRN. No, she's not. And you oh, introduced her as EMTRN. Uh, <laughs> who are you, Kelly? Ah, uh, oops. Can you ask that still? What's that? What are you? I. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I was insensitive. <laughs> You're always insensitive. <laughs> All right. Well, anywho, uh, that yep, is still not growing up. <laughs> It hasn't happened in the last hour. It's sure is probably going to happen in the next 10 years. So. Nope. Nope. It's okay. Yep. Maybe they'll come back and nope. probably go, not. When we're done here, I'm going right upstairs and playing with your, your kids' toys. That's okay. Yep. That's They're it. Star Wars toys. That's it. So it's worth it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we will see you in two weeks. Stay strong. Donuts. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like more information on the podcast or to send us a call to review, visit medicmaterials.com forward slash podcast. To learn more information, like us on Facebook at Medic Materials EDU or watch our weekly instructional videos on the Medic Materials YouTube channel.